This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 post-game podcast coming to you after Baylor's 91-40 win over Northwestern State. I've got five things I want to talk about, and then we're going to look ahead to Seton Hall here. Uh, number one, the offense is now number one in Ken Palm. Just tremendous offense this year. This team rocks on offense. I mean, it is uh, something beautiful to watch. On a game where I thought we did not play our best offensively, we played really well against Nickel State. We scored 91 points, 1.34 points per possession. That's still outstanding. They don't shoot the three as well tonight, but they do a good job of limiting the turnovers to only nine on the game, 14 assists, uh, 10 for 28 from three, thanks in large part to uh, Jonathan Chamochachua hitting one and D'Antoine Grimes going three for three down the stretch. Uh, but overall, just just terrific basketball uh, from the offensive end all year long. Credit to Scott Drew and John Jacobs. I know they're in charge of the offensive uh, execution, and they've done a terrific job. And uh, this certainly looks like a team that's going to be possibly number one in offense all year long, but certainly a top five offensive team, and, and that's important. Uh, if you score more points than the other team, you win a lot of games. Number two, defensively, I know people on the message boards have been calling for better defense. Well, they should be happy with what they got tonight. They hold a Northwestern State team to 40 points in that second 10 minutes. In the uh, first half, only three points for Northwestern State, only 14 at halftime. That's all terrific defense, 0.59 points per possession. Uh, those are good numbers. Uh, overall, Northwestern shoots 25% on the game. That's terrific. And the free throw defense, really good, 58%. So good to see the Bears finally get some uh, help from the free throw line and get a couple misses for Northwestern State. Uh, but overall, you love what you see on the defensive end. Four blocks for Eve's, Eve Missy, two for Jalen Bridges. Uh, they got nine total on the game. That's all good. Four steals for Jacoby Walter. You love to see that as well. Uh, just good stuff on the defensive side of the ball, and especially on the defensive rebounding side of the ball. 84% of the uh, rebounds that went up were uh, rebounded by Baylor on the defensive glass. Uh, so that's terrific. Um, limiting second chances for Northwestern State, and it led to a really good outcome. Number three, I want to highlight Jacoby Walter. Uh, I thought his activity was really good. He did a good job of taking the ball to the hoop. He's been in a slump. He's 0 for his last eight from three. Uh, he went through a similar slump earlier in the year, was one for 10 at, at one point over a stretch. Uh, so I would expect a pretty big bounce back game from him against Seton Hall. Fortunately for the Bears, he's he shot it really well against better competition. Uh, but, you, you know, you'd love to see him get get that three ball going again. And, and Langston Love as well. He was 0 for 4 tonight. So between those two guys, 0 for 9, uh, certainly there's not going to be a whole lot of games where you see the, them go 0 for 9 from three-point range. They had good open looks. Uh, but I would expect that to, you know, be much better in the weeks ahead. But plenty of other Bears made threes. Jalen Bridges, 4 for 8. Ray J. Dennis, 2 for 3. And as I mentioned earlier, 3 for 3 from D'Antoine and 1 for 2 from Jonathan. Uh, that gets you up to 10 on the game. And that was why the Bears were able to, uh, you know, get over 90, 91 points or get 91 points today. Number four uh, thing I want to mention is Ray J. and Jalen Bridges. Just tremendous efficiency from those guys. Ray J has been hampered on efficiency numbers by the turnovers. Uh, but overall, I just love what I see from him. Uh, he goes 
once again today, two for three from three. That's his third straight game in a row where he's gone two for three from three. So after kind of a slow start to his three-point shooting on the year, he's now um, over 50%, I believe. I think he's eight, eight for 17 on the year, something like that. Uh, but that those are good numbers. You love to see that. And, uh, you know, you got 47%, eight for 17. That's, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, that's a good number on the year. But he's just so efficient in uh, getting to the basket. Reminds me of Demarcus Minor for for those Bear fans that remember him. Uh, he was just really good at just you know using his body, getting to the rim, getting layups, and and Ray J just has a knack for that. Very skilled uh, in the paint. We've seen that enough evidence to know that that's something we can rely on during the season. Jalen, uh, what can you say about Jalen? Man, he is he has been on a tear. Uh, he had a kind of a sh- slow start to the year, and since then has just been putting together some incredible numbers. His offensive rating on the year, 151. That's number nine in the nation. It's terrific. Uh, doesn't turn the ball over. He's number 18 in the nation with a 3.8% turnover rate. He's shooting well from the free throw line. He's shooting well from three. Uh, he's uh, 50% from three. He's 52% from the field uh, on twos. Uh, just some good numbers from him overall. You love to see it. And defensively, he's been terrific, I think, overall. Uh, does a good job, has really good instincts. Made a great play tonight where he got a block and then was able to tip it off of the um, Northwestern State guard. Uh, just, you know, Jalen's playing very efficient basketball. And uh, you want to see those two guys be your leaders. They're, they're seniors, they're starters. They're probably the most valuable players um, from just a hard to replace standpoint. Uh, Jalen Bridges because he's he's he can guard bigs, but he can also stretch you out and uh, do a lot of damage from three point range. And then of course Ray J controls the ball most of the game and just such a terrific passer. Uh, so those two guys are are just critical to Baylor's success this year, and they are playing like they're going to be all Big Twelve guys. Final takeaway number five is that this is a bad team, but hey, you do what you do against a bad teams. Fifty one point win. Seton Hall comes Tuesday to the Farrell Center. And this is really, in my mind, the closing of the Farrell Center. I hope every Baylor fan that has the ability gets to uh, Waco on, on Tuesday night and closes this place down right. There is a game against Mississippi Valley State, which is also a pretty bad team uh, that Baylor plays on December 22nd, I believe, so a couple days after the Duke game. Uh, but that you know that's a team that Baylor should blow out and and for all all essential purposes this game against Seton Hall is going to be a really big game and and like I mentioned Seton Hall's had a week to prepare for this Uh, those games are always scary because they're going to do a lot of things probably study a lot of film to try to take away Baylor's strengths we need a full house there and and really support the Bears Uh, this Big East Big 12 challenge the games have been coming out of the wire we saw an incredible miracle shot from uh, TCU today to beat uh, Georgetown at Georgetown. Uh, there's been a lot of close games in this challenge, and the Bears, uh, you know, to, to meet to get to where they want to go, to get to that one seed line, and, and to get all their goals in front of them to win a national championship. Uh, we need to give the Bears a big boost in the Farrell Center one last time. We know that's coming at Foster when Foster opens. That place is going to be sold out every game. Uh, but let's 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 get there Tuesday night for this uh, game in Waco and and really send the Bears off well against Seton Hall. I think that's it. I just wanted to give you a few thoughts. Great win for the Bears, ninety-one to forty. The team is rocking and ready for a big challenge Tuesday night against Seton.